I don't know if that cut me off, so I'll start again. Hi everyone, this is Esther um, from Yorkshire, except today I'm not in Yorkshire, I'm actually down south. I'm actually in the car park in the service station, halfway down the same. And the amazing, incredible Lisa King has joined me. I asked Lisa, she was one of the first people I actually asked to um, do a podcast with me, and then we just um, haven't quite I didn't communicate dates. And anyway, whatever. Welcome, Lisa. It is so lovely to see you. Oh, it's so nice. So, so nice. It's been so long, hasn't it? Far, so far too you. long. Yeah, so good to see you. So um, catch us up. Um, introduce yourself. I, I don't need to introduce you. Who are you? Tell everyone who you are. Okay, so my name's Lisa King and I am a self-mastery and speaking mentor. And my biggest, biggest passion is helping people have unshakable self-belief to achieve anything that they want to achieve. So, yeah, that's me in a nutshell. I do that through courses, programs, workshops. I help people with their inner voice. So really working on that inner self. And I also help people to speak. So to to have that outward voice as well as writing as well. So it's all about Lisa's getting this amazing, out. guys. You need to check out her energy going on. <laughs> it's just, it's just a different thing. I was um carried away with just I fell in love with energy and just personality immediately. <laughs> I have to say, so Thank you me. definitely need to check her out. Um, so I'm going to start with my normal question for everyone. If I said to you, "What is a misfit to you?" How would you describe that word? I would I would smile. Firstly, I love misfits to me are just gold. I I love people that are different. I love people that are outside the box. For me, there is no box. So everybody, you know, I'm not going to go down the conforming thing. That that's I'm not going to have that conversation. <laughs> I'm so I'm such a nonconformist. I love it and. For me, people that are misfits are are beautiful, absolutely beautiful. People who are different, people who are will speak out, people who will question and go against the norm and what's expected. I love it. Absolutely. Yeah. And I would class myself as a misfit and be very, very proud of that. Yeah, me too. Me too. Yeah. And I'm really proud of it. Yeah. And I think it can be such a positive thing have you ever looked it up in the dictionary it oh, says no. your ex your outside of the world breaking the law criminal wow. it is so such a negative definition and that's why i wanted to do mm. the podcast yeah. esther's misfits because i i don't see being a misfit as a negative absolutely not no and the thing is and I could go off on a whole new podcast about what I think about the education system and all the <laughs> systems and and anyone who's outside of it is deemed to be a misfit, clearly. For me, it's the most beautiful thing ever to step outside the box and go, do you know what? This is who I am. And I'm not worried about what people think. And, yeah. the, more pe and the more people that do that, and I do believe it is happening, the more people that do that, the the younger people in general, the, the younger people in our world will go. Do you know what? I don't want to fit in a box. I no. want to be different and be me. And the more people that do it and stand up, the better. 
Yeah, absolutely. And, and think about how much energy, I don't know about you, especially in my younger days, I wasted so much heartbreak and energy of trying to fit in, trying absolutely. to find a place that I belonged. Absolutely. And, and I never did because, and um, it was actually just writing my chapter in the Pay It Forward. So guys, Lisa is also in the Pay It Forward books but not in my book which was it three you I'm in three in? yeah volume yeah. three so you know, book thought before me so um it was actually through that writing that process where the misfits came from and and I I realized all the interesting people the people you want to get to know the people you're drawn to are people who are different Absolutely. are people who are misfits because if yes. they're following the norm they're not that interesting. No, not oh, and that's why Tina and I get on. We are so alike, and um, and we we will question everything. We'll question. It was like, well, hang on a second. Well, why is that in place? Why is that that rule there when it's completely irrelevant and not needed? So we question absolutely everything, and we laugh now. We we laugh at how we like to break rules because the rules shouldn't even be there in certain places. Yeah, you know, agree. Shouldn't, shouldn't he, well, I'm not even going to use the word should because that's not the, you know, you get my no. idea. Mm. But um, it's, it's more and more about trying to accept and be and, and making different normal, isn't it? That's what it is. It's about making differences yes. normal. Absolutely. And the more we do that, the more we embrace. I mean, how beautiful is it that we can walk down the road and there are people of different sizes, different colors, and, and people be able to be themselves, dress what they like with no judgment. And actually I walk down the street and if somebody looks different, I will celebrate them. I will literally say, you look amazing. I love yeah. your style, I love this. And it's not the norm to do that, but the more we do it, the more people are going to accept themselves. I have unshakable self-belief. I have, whatever anybody thinks of me is none of my business at all. And I embrace who I am, every single part of me, even the pain in the ass bits. I can be. I can't. <laughs> can't we all? <laughs> exactly. And I laugh now. I'm like, oh, I'm a bit tired. Oh, I could get, oh, hang on. No, I'm not going to go oh, down that front. Stay clear. Stay clear. And, just, and celebrate it, all of us. And, and that's what it's about. I love the fact now I have a metal foot. Anyone who annoys me, I can just kick them out of the way. <laughs> Oh, I love that. I've got a metal foot coming I through. I love that. Oh, <laughs> and, at the moment, I'm still learning to control it. So I can go, oops, it's me to kick yeah. you. Sorry. Yeah. Do you know what? I've got a funny story about something similar. So I had back surgery many years ago mm. and I was put in a, um, a fiberglass cast, right? So oh. I was, a, as you do, I was at Top of the Pops with my uncle in the audience. And I've got this fiberglass castle. Nobody knows because it's under my clothes. And this guy bumped into me. And of course, I'm rock solid. And I'm like, oh, been to the gym. And just <laughs> the guy just looked at me as if to say, who are you? <laughs> are you a robot? <laughs> and it was the funniest, funniest thing. It's one of those memories. Yeah. Well, you have to laugh about this sort of thing. Because, like, you know, if I don't laugh about it. you know. Absolutely. Yep, yep. You have to find it. I desperately try to find a name for my leg because I Ooh. figure if it's going to be part of me, yeah. it needs a name. Yep. And I'm really struggling. Nothing seemed right at okay. all. 
Okay. So um, my the closest thing what Kane turned the thing was my stepdad said to me because when I was in hospital, I actually said it, I had like a WhatsApp group to keep my loved ones most up to date. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um and I put in the group, come on guys, let's think of a name because I was trying to show them I was still there. My yeah. sense of humor, me in yeah. the midst of all this pain and suffering mm-hmm. and. Um, but no one really responded. I think everyone was still too much in shock. But yeah. the only person who did respond was my uh, stepdad. And he said, you should call it lefty. I was like, what? Because it's my left leg. That's a little mm. bit. And I, she went, he went, no, no, because it's left the building. <laughs> oh, dear. I'll have, have a think. I'll, ha- I'll have a think. I'm gonna write, that's I'm like- something you have to explain. If it's a name you have to explain I don't think it's really that good I want something what sort of represents me like people have come up and said why don't you just call it Holly and I'm like why Holly I mean what's that got to do with me well I don't want just a name I want something that um yes any ideas anyone drop in like a descriptive name yeah like a descriptive name that that yeah, says exactly what it like is. I have a compressed stocking what goes on my stump and yep. it is to hold um keep the fluid moving around. Yep, and I call it. it my kangaroo because my leg sits in the pouch like a Got kangaroo. It. Got it. <laughs> and Got I just think that's so much better than the compressed stocking. Call it Joey. <laughs> Joey. <laughs> <laughs> I'll definitely have yeah, a think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Any, any ideas, come back to me, anyone. <laughs> um, so you have just moved from London to um, Gloucester. We were I talking have. about that. Mm. Becoming a country girl. Did you ever I... think you would end up in the country? Was never it always a... a dream or? No, never in a million years. I'm a Londoner and I'm a very proud Londoner. And I, my family are all in London. So I, when I moved, I moved completely away from everybody. And it was the right decision for me. It was at a time when, see, and I'm good with change and I'm, I'm good with being uncomfortable because I've, I've helped myself and trained myself effectively to be able to do that. So for me, change used to be really uncomfortable, but I've, I've worked on it. And for me, it was the biggest and most exciting journey ever. Why Gloucester? I mean, out of all the places you could have I gone. Know, I know. So what the re- what we did was Tina, my partner, her daughter lives in Manchester and my right. mum lives in London. Now, my mum, I need to be near my mum because my stepdad's poorly. So wanted there to be like a middle ground that we could be yeah. a couple of hours away from both of them. Um, and that's what we've done with Gloucester. So we looked for places because we wanted something big enough and we're renting we're not we're we're renting until we find where we want to be we're doing that type of thing and uh, do you think where you want to be will be Gloucester or do you think you're it'll leaving? be this way whether it'll be Gloucester yeah. as such but we love the um you know we're in the forest of Dean so we can go off if we want to to be in the middle of nature and and we've got a really nice place here or we can get in the car and just go and drive I don't drink, so I can drive there and back in a day. It makes no difference to me. Um, and it was, we found this place where we are. And uh, you know when you, the minute you walk in somewhere or the minute you do something, it you're like, feels right. this is it. 
honestly, this this is behind me. This used to be a cow shed. Okay. So for those that can't see, I'm in a um, a stone building. So it's a barn that's been converted, and the, my office is the old cow shed. So it's been here for. I did have a laugh. You can imagine the sort of cow noises I made when I first. Came <laughs> And it's beautiful. So when we, the moment we moved in, we were like, yeah, this, this feels right for now. And we've been here two and a half years. Well, I, I think it's really brave to just get up and go like that. Get up, mm. leave your family, leave your friends. Yeah. And you always lived in London or was that wrong? Always, always. And I, having known London very well and also knowing Gloucester very well, I mm. know how different they both yeah. are. And such a different life. Because I, when I went from Bristol to Gloucester, I found Gloucester very quiet. Yep. I didn't, I didn't like how quiet it was. I mean, I was still quite young. It was the first time I left home. So it's a yep. completely different stage of my life. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, maybe if I went back now, I'd feel different. But I think it, I kind of got um, not a negative of, um, connection, but mm. just a... It's so quiet connection. That's kind of what I think in my head. And and if you'd have asked me if I would have done this 10 years ago, I'd have said no. Yeah. For that reason of of now, I've just turned 52 a couple of weeks ago. And not mentally. Mentally, I'm still a lot younger. (laughs) But for now, what I love is... I love space. I love nature. I love that I can just get in a car and go and have that busyness if I want to but I also hear we're we're there's five barns here we're in a private private area there's five barns so that's it but I love it I love it and isn't that interesting as you go different we different phases and different stages Mm. of your life you need completely different things yep. you're interested in different things like I found myself out the other day going oh this music is too loud and I was like how old do I sound and he said any minute you're going to say in the good old days <laughs> <laughs> I mean I was a party girl I, I I've done the clubbing the drink the drugs the sex I've done all of that and you know, it's. It, I love to dance, right? You you put me in any situation where there's music, not as long as it's good music. Obviously, I could be in Tesco's and a song comes on, I will dance. I'm yeah. I'm like I'm dancing. I love this. I've had I've had Tesco people that work at Tesco's go, like, you're happy. I said, come on, dance with me, and we'll be dancing. And you know, so I've I've had that element, and I I there's no missing it. And I'm now, the way I look at it with regards to the different phases is that for me now, it's about me. There were many reasons why it was always about others and connection, et cetera. And there was a real thing about safety and trust and abandonment for me. So it was always about needing to be connected to everyone else because I wasn't enough. And, and that's not the case anymore. You know, I, I have done so much inner work. I love spending time on my own. I love being around people, but I embrace the the time. The the two. Yeah. And I embrace that. So when I want to, to, I mean, we've got a pool in the house here. 
So I literally go and float on Ulysses the Unicorn if I want to just sit and go, or I go and sit in the garden, or I, you know, but I embrace that inner time now, whereas before I wasn't comfortable with that. Yeah. I've done that inner work now, and I there's no need, and I'm I'm sort of emphasizing the word need, to have anyone else at times. I literally just love being around Lisa. And yeah, I that was never the case before. Mm. And I guess I think it's your confidence is one of the things I fell in love with about you is because you do ooze that confidence now. I know it's not always been the case, but mm. something what comes out of you very clearly when people mm. are around you. And I, I think I, I'm not quite there. I'm somewhere in between. Not yeah. still loving my time, loving my own, but also because my body's changed so much. Yeah, you've I've had so much, so much. much. Yeah. And yeah. and I'm figuring out what bits of me are still the same old Esther yeah. and who is the new Esther I'm stepping into and which yeah. bits I don't want to bring with me. It's like Absolutely. this it's like this perfect opportunity to clear the bits that I don't actually want to be part of. Yeah. Absolutely. I don't want to take with me. And and it and it's kind of it's kind of freeing in some ways. It's stunning. Yeah, I completely get what you're saying. And what's brilliant is for me, it's my self-belief. I have unshakable self-belief. I never used to have. People would never ever have thought it if they knew I led, I am I'm a leader, so I've led football teams I've been captain I've run organizations I'm a leader but externally I could lead anyone do anything for anyone but the inner stuff I needed to work on and that happened after Becky's death and that was a journey I needed to unmask and the moment I started to do the unmasking of all the layers of conditioning and programming and all the different things the moment I started to do that I fell in love with me and and um, once you do that and you fall in love with who you are, every bit of me, you know, there's bits of me that are cheeky. There's bits of me that can be a pain. I fall in love with all of it because it's me. And yeah. once I did that, what people see now is that true self-belief. I truly have unshakable self-belief. I may not always be right, <laughs> but I have no. unshakable self-belief. And, you know, and, and that's what I've harnessed. That's what. And that's why we do what we do to help um, others. Self-belief isn't about being right. You know, mm-hmm. just because you believe in yourself isn't about saying, I know everything, I'm right. No, about not everything. at all. It's, it's very different. And I think people get the two mixed up sometimes. Absolutely. And don't, don't realise it's not, it's not actually about, um outside things it's about right. inside and it, it's about feeling comfortable and standing for what who you are absolutely absolutely standing and, for what you believe in and yeah. who you are and and finding your niche with your people in the mm. way it works for you yeah absolutely and i'll give you an example if for example we had uh, we were doing something new with the business and we did it and it wasn't right. It's irrelevant. We have the belief to say we're going to give it a go. Doesn't mean it's going to work, but we have enough belief to actually say, right, okay, that hasn't worked. That's okay. Right. What are we going to learn from it? 
And now we'll do it another way. We've got the belief to be able to say, if it, if it's not going to work and there's a challenge, it's it's on our way. It's not in our way. No, it's um, almost like you're meant to learn the lessons. Like yeah. I believe, um, this might be hard for people to understand. I believe, I've never asked myself, why me? Why have why did I have that? I've no, never no. asked myself that. Totally yet I know it's the most common question people ask in yeah. my situation after a major accident. But yeah. something I never asked because I feel that literally before the accident, I was writing a list. I was sitting on the beach on my own, writing a list of all the things I wanted to work on within myself. I just finished a retreat with the amazing Tasha. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I was in America. I was on the beach on my own. I'd left my husband I'd on purpose, gone off to think about the retreat and think about everything mm. that would come up and do a list of things that I personally wanted to work on. Yeah. And then it was like a few days later, here you go. I will go rip the carpet from underneath you. You yeah. wanted to work on these things. And I was absolutely forced to in absolutely. And everything on that list has been something that I've grown with and learned with. And, and I've had people say to me, um, oh, but you, so you're glad you lost your legs? No. This is not being glad I lost my leg. I'm not glad about the pain I've been through and Mm. all the suffering and all of that and everything of that. It's about taking a life experience and saying, what can I learn from this? How can I manage this? How Mm. can I control? Because if I didn't, honestly, if I didn't find a way to control my thoughts and my mind during the time in the hospital, I don't think I would have made it. Yeah. I, I completely agree with what you're saying. Totally get it. There was so I had no control over anything yeah. else. Yeah. I couldn't sit up. I couldn't do anything for myself. I they decided when I was having an operation, which hospital I went. No, I decided nothing. Yeah. Nothing. Yeah. What what I could control was what I thought. That's beautiful. It's giving me goosebumps, Esther, because I'm I totally agree with everything you just said. I really do believe that that the universe faith whatever faith you have whatever it is me i'm i'm it's the universe higher self it it will bring what we need at the time we need it but it's down to us to to learn the right things from it my partner took her life and it was 13 years ago and i went on self-destruct so drink for me was my coping mechanism from the age of 12 because of things that happened in my childhood and so, so drinking for me was something that, that I did at 12. Then came the drugs. So I had quite a colourful life. Um, my choices weren't always the best because I always had the need for connection because of things that happened. And then my partner took her life. And people, I always remember between her death and her funeral, a good friend turned around to me and said, something positive will come from this one day. And I honestly wanted to punch her at that point. I was like, whoa now I go I get it here you know I and everything that I do now every single thing started because of Becky because I wanted her life to stand for something I didn't start it for me because my sense of self wasn't there I did it for her initially but she's not my why now but she was the reason that I started everything because her death 
And again, who wants a lesson like that? But if it hadn't have happened, I'd probably be dead because I was out of control. My everything was, you know, I was drinking too much. I wasn't looking after myself enough. So that to me, someone said, would you change anything? Would you want Becky back? And I'm like, listen to what you're asking me. And, and it's it's like you when people say, oh, you know, how do you feel about losing your leg? There's nothing you can do. You can't, we can't change our past, but we can be in the present to now create the best future possible. And that's what I do. I live in the present. I live in the present. I refer to the past, but I don't live there. And too many people live in the past instead of being present because now's the only time we have. Absolutely. I mean, God, if I didn't learn um, from my, I literally slipped on the rug. It's the kind of thing that you usually do, laugh, stand up, rub your bum, rub your leg, and go, oops, that was a bit stupid. Yeah, It's as simple as that. And it has changed my life forever. Yeah. It's changed the life of my loved ones forever. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's something so simple i mean you worry oh you don't that worry is the wrong word but you you're aware that oh a car accident or something like that literally every time someone sees me they were like oh were you in the car accident yeah no one can believe it was such a simple thing yeah but i remember being in a sport group with amputees and um they were all saying when they lost their leg was the worst day of their life and um, and it was really interesting because no one in that room who was saying this had lost their leg through an accident. It all being for other reasons. Okay. And um, and they said to me, "Don't you agree? Yes, that must have been the worst day of your life." And I went, "No, no, because yeah. that's just it's it, it's just not how I look at it. It's yeah. not how I look at life." I don't I don't go back and dwell like that. Yeah, I choose, absolutely. I choose not to be in that headspace because I know how dark I can go. Yeah. I know how low I can get. Yeah. And so right the way through my accident, right the way through recovery, right the way through rehab, I was so aware of that point. Absolutely, because your I, mind can take you off into all sorts of places. And I tried so hard not to go there. And I, I can't say I didn't go there at all, because I did. Yeah. But never so deep or so bad that I couldn't get myself out. Yeah, completely. completely. And there was, um, you know, there were points that, you know, there were definitely points that I, not that I wanted to kill myself as such, but mm. I wanted it to stop. Yeah. I wanted everything to just stop. Yeah, I can imagine. Mm. Yep. Yeah. The pain, the agony. And when I actually look back on it, the question in the book was when would you change anything? You know, when we write the, the, yeah. the, the and when yeah. I when I was um first tried to write this section, I'd um was really struggling. So I phoned up Kazia and said, Look, I'm really struggling. Can you help? Mm. She said, Right, why, why don't we do it like this? We'll do a call together. And we'll write it and I'll help you and I'll physically write it. Because for those of you who don't know, I'm severely dyslexic. 
So everything I had to write in the book, um, Kazia was rewriting and changing and doing. So she was like, well, if I write it, I don't have to add it, edit it. Least the grammar, least the, least the sentences make sense, but we can do it together. And so there we are together and she's talking to me about what would I change? And, and I said, well, quite honestly, not having the accident would be nice. Mm. And she said to me, okay, let's just think about this for a second. Let's say you didn't have the accident. You didn't, but Tim did. And my heart is like, yeah. And I literally felt my heart and my stuff. And for those of you who don't know, Tim's my husband. And I suddenly realized what I would change was about him and the yeah. pain he went through and the pain my loved ones went through watching what had happened to me. It wasn't about me. It wasn't about my accident. And I was actually really glad it happened to me, not mm. someone I loved. Now, that is That's not a different way. saying I'm glad I had the accident. I just want mm. to be clear about that point. Yeah, of course. Absolutely. But it, you know, there's obviously lots of things I wish I didn't and hadn't gone through and and you know, they are being it's been one of the loneliest, horrible, scariest journeys. But I've come so much has come out of it. I, I can imagine it's shown you how strong you are, how you know, how your drive and tenacity to keep going. There is there must be so many positives that are on the flip side of you know, because there's polarity to have to have left, you've got to have right to have up, yeah. you've got to have down. So to have those down times to now look at it, look back and go, wow, I've come through that. What what have I learned? If you look at it and say, wow, OK, look at my strength, look at my drive, look at, you know, look at all these different things that have come that I would never even thought was possible. Yeah, I mean, and I know your story, you've mentioned a little bit of it here, but I also know if the same things happen for your story, knowing and learning how strong you are and who you are and what you are, yeah. means exactly about what we were saying earlier. We've kind of come round in circle of just saying, learning yourself and becoming comfortable with yourself. Yeah, And obviously, absolutely. my body's physically different now, mm. obviously. Mm. And I still have that split second when I wake up every morning. Yeah. Just a split second. And I think maybe it was a dream. Maybe it didn't happen. And I still reach for my leg what was mm. not there. Every morning, mm. I still have that little moment where I keep on thinking, oh, maybe I'll wake up now. Maybe I'll wake up, you know, like when you've watched a movie and the whole movie is this traumatic thing and the whole scene's going on and mm. families are falling apart. And suddenly you wake up and go, oh, it was just a dream. Yeah. And I still have that. And I don't know if I'll ever not have that. Absolutely. And, and if you still have that, that's OK. Yeah. And, and, and it's it's not it's just. It's not heart wrenched. Well, no, it's not, that's the wrong word. It's it doesn't knock me for six anymore. Mm. I have the thought. I go, um, but then it it just comes and goes quite yeah. quickly. It drifts on to the next thing. And what am I doing today? And where am I going? Mm. Da, 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 mm. da. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, so, um, 
I'm just aware we should probably carry on talking and talking. <laughs> so I know that you're doing launching courses at the moment. Do you want to tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, absolutely. So our main focus is on helping people to have a voice, to be able to, whether that's the inner voice, to have that unshakable self-belief. That's a big thing for us. So we've got a program called Pure Potential, which is a 12-week program that is all about self, all elements, but predominantly it's about self-belief. And it's called Pure Potential because we all have it. It's just that sometimes people need help to find it. So we do that. That's what we do on the program. And that's Pure Potential. We do public speaking so and camera confidence. So we do that through workshops. We do that through immersive. We have a two-day immersive here as well. That's an invitation one. So obviously we don't just put that out everywhere and say, oh, I'll come to our home. <laughs> so we, we do that by invitation. Yeah. Um, and we also do self-study and group, group training with regards to public speaking. So we do caters for everybody. So many people have so much to say, but either fear stops them, whether they're worried about what people are going to say, they don't quite know what to say. So we help people to craft their stories. Stories are so important. People want now what's real. You know, all these so-called gurus out there going, oh, you can make this amount of money doing this, or you can do that. People want what's real. That's what's really important, and being able to tell a story and being able to share your story without crumbling to pieces like I did the first time is is so so important so we help people do that whether it's from stage or on youtube channels etc and we also do it through storybooks so and i love the storybooks so if you imagine a small book less than 50 pages and we help people craft their stories so they can some people want to write a big book but they're not quite sure where to start so what we do is say to them create a storybook short storybook that tells people, let's say from a business perspective, you're going to a networking meeting and rather than give everyone a business card, which everyone does, you're able to give them a book that says, this is who I am. This is what I do, what I do. Everything I do is in here. And this is how you can get in contact with me. Somebody can read it in half an hour and it gives them all the information to know whether you're the right person or not. Nice. You, can, you can do it with a digital book. You can do it with a paperback. Is it pictures or just yeah, words? Can be, can be pictures, yeah. Yeah, it's like a little book. It's like a, a little book. It's brilliant. It's I come up with the idea, um, and since then we've told people what we do, and they're like, yeah, I'll, I'll do that. And we've got like a video series. We help people to craft it, where they self-study and look at what's the um, videos that we've crafted to help you do it. We do one-to-one. -one. We do many elements, and different people pick which elements they need. I do like self-publishing um, 18th of July, I start a six-week self-publishing mastermind, helping people to self-publish. It's not as difficult as people think. It's made out. People charge people thousands of pounds to do this. It's not actually that difficult when you know how. So I teach people the how. So many different elements, all about getting your voice out there, being heard, whether that's inner voice, outer voice. People have got important things to say, so we help them say it. So, you know, so it reminds me a bit of my mum's. So my mum did a book. So she was a stained glass artist. And, um, and most of her work 
is to commission. So we don't actually have much of mum's work. Okay. She would be making glass. Um, we worked it out. She'd done like maybe a thousand windows in Todoro Burglary. Wow. And um, some tiny, tiny ones, some not so tiny. Um, but we hardly have any of them as a family because mum would make them to commission. Someone would say what they wanted, she would mm. design it, and then they'd take it away. Mm. So most of her stuff is in private homes, private places. Mm. So about, I don't know, 10 years ago, eight years ago or something, we started talking as a family how, you know, it would be nice to have a proper record of all the things she did. And um, <laughs> so we started to gather a book together. And she did a book and it was amazing. never meant to be amazing, big thing. It was meant to be for us. Yeah. As a family, maybe. And we thought about a few specialized stained glass places, maybe, but mainly it was for us as a family mm. to be able to honor and remember what she did and for the next generation, you know, like yeah. Yeah, yeah. anyway. Anyway, it, it was almost ready for publication. She'd driven us insane doing it <laughs> over years and years and years and years. <laughs> and then she destroyed it literally the week before it was going to go to publication wow. she decided she didn't like it and, okay. it and started again and the thing is she actually only did one chapter before she died of the right. new version and we've been discussing a lot as a family what to do because we've got the version that we could put it together from the computer and everything I mean that we still could piece together what it was but we know she wasn't happy with that. So do we publish something that has all the information, but we know she wasn't happy with? Do we um, put a chapter in and then do something else with it? And like maybe do like our version of her growing up, what it was like growing up with her as an artist? Mm. And we've discussed all sorts of options. But the one I like the most and I would like to do is a picture book. Nice. Yeah. No words, nothing, because my mum actually didn't like words. When I remember going to her as a child with like a children's book for her to read, and she'd look at the pictures and make up a story. Not necessarily the story in the book. Yeah. And she would only give us, she would only allow us to have children. Oh, no, that's not true. Other people would give us books, what words. But the only book she ever brought us had the most stunning in illustrations she'd buy us books all the time but they had to have the most perfect drawings she would never do it for the story yeah it would always be about the drawings my mom is not never was a word person she didn't really mm. like words you know right okay the idea of doing a picture book with just all her mm. windows in with like a, a couple of sentences um like i don't know private home paris Mm. or Plymouth Hospital or yeah, yeah. you know there's one of her biggest windows is Chester Cathedral where she's oh, got wow. a 12 foot window wow mm. and um, I I personally but the trouble is everyone has different opinions <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know what it's like as a family you know I don't know if it will ever mm. become something but yeah that's what your picture bit, your story bit was reminding me of. Yeah, yeah. 
and it and what's great is that everyone is so different and it's brilliant we're doing a talking about that we're doing a book for my facebook i've got a private facebook group called your true self unmasked undeterred unstoppable and in there i said last year let's create a book called a thousand words of wisdom and it's for group members to create and it's i said think outside the box there is no box so it can be words it could be pictures it could be videos spoken word and that's exactly what it is so we are bringing it to life and it's poetry it's stories it's video i love that and that i really love that and that's what we're doing we are literally creating it right now so get let's have a conversation off here because it's we're in first draft stage so if you want to join us let us know because that's i might i may i can't yes. so much at the moment lisa yes. you know i'd love to turn <laughs> around and say yes but just before we got on the call we were talking about my energy levels and committing yes. to too absolutely. much absolutely yep. I, I, I there'll be more of them there will be more of them so you know i did write a poem okay I wonder if the poem is kind of, um, maybe we could do something with that because I've already done it or something. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And the, the, know, idea behind, the idea behind the book is that the reader picks up the book and they are able, because not everybody likes words, which we've just talked about. So some people are doing it in different ways by using QR codes. So the reader can just scan it and up comes a video of somebody. It's all different, all different. Well, and, I absolutely love it. I love it. Yeah. So, you know, okay, me, well, I am stuff. hugely tempted to get involved. So let me <laughs> it. But I, I know how overburdened I'm literally been saying to Dasha and everyone. Yeah. I'm trying to keep up. And, and I mean, this. <laughs> At the moment, I'm doing this really quite crucial point in my physio. So I don't yep. know if you saw the video of me standing. Did you see the video of me standing? I do don't it? know if I have. I don't know if I have. Tell me. Okay, okay. So there's a part of the stage of your physio. So I've been walking in physio for quite a while now. So you walk within the, like they're called, um, you know, the physio bars, like the walking yep, bars. Yeah, I know what bars. you mean. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So I've been walking in those for a long time and we'd go every week and I'd practice walking da, 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 da. but I've never was allowed to take my leg home so I'd okay. only really be wearing my leg for about 40 minutes a week really and um and this um and then gradually over time it's come out and now I'm walking outside the bars on a frame I'm very wobbly but I am just mm -hmm. about doing it I've been doing that last few weeks but what they did was they sent my me home with my leg to just sit with it because the idea is your stump has to build up wearing it for longer yeah I because get, if I, I just started walking straight away at home I'd have all sorts of problems because yeah. I've only worn it 40 minutes once a week yeah. you know it's yeah. not it's not very long so it started off with just an hour and a half just sitting hour and a half just sitting there three times a day mm. that started off with an hour three times a day then the hour half then two hours so at the moment i'm in i'm in the sitting for two hours a day okay. three times a day with my leg up and that's and um i've actually um 
that was last week. I was meant to go up to two and a half this week, but I requested to stay at two because my stump came a bit sore and I need it to build up and get used to that yeah. before I go on. But within those two hours, he said, that I want you to start to practice just standing, not walking, not doing yeah. anything, just stand for 15 yeah. minutes. And he said, the first time you tried to do it, there'll be no way you can stand for 15 minutes. Not a chance now. <laughs> so the idea is you, I stand with my chair behind me. Yeah. And I, I put the timer on, try to get as close to 15 as I can. Then yeah. I sit down if I need to, stop the timer, stand up. So, so far, I get to 15 minutes, but I probably have maybe three or four reps within that 15 minutes right okay so the longest i've stood without resting is seven minutes and 40 seconds i think wow. it was okay so this is a very gradual process it's quite frustrating and boring <laughs> but it is absolutely exhausting and it takes yeah. up big chunks of my day so as it is i'm finding it quite hard to do my business and that and so however tempted I am to say yes, I'm just not convinced. But maybe maybe I'll share with you my poem and see what you think, because it's very, very rough. And I was going to do something completely different with it. So I don't know. I'll think about it. I'll think about it. You think about it and let me know. No, no hassle. There will be more of them. And the reason the book came about is because we're, all of the money is collected from it are going to be used for either scholarships for people in the group that might want to do other things, but they're unable to. It might be used as a live event. So we use it to get a venue and members come completely free, except so that we're looking at ways that we're going to use the money spent from um, the collected from getting the uh, book done to then be able so how to- How many people are in the collective? 24. Because they're okay, all, they all girls, men, no, what? no, all f a complete mix, complete predominantly mix. women. And is it open to anyone who's listening who might be interested? Absolutely, they just need to be in the group. That's all. And and it's not when I say you need to be in the group. It's, there's no expectation of you have to be in. You have to you know join in everything. Absolutely not. But you do need to be in my private group, which is, and you learn stuff anyway. We're doing a, a three-day how to skyrocket your self-belief live at the moment. So we do deliver content in there. And it's all free. It's all free. So I can send the link to you. Uh, send the well. link. I'm yeah. happy to share it. I love the idea. When it's launched, definitely tell me about it. I'm really intrigued to see definitely. all the different media. I do love the idea of doing different media, I must say. Mm. Yeah. Um, because yeah, what you want? I mean, a lot of people I just like do... the idea of doing a poem or something like that, I must say. Yeah, um, yeah. we've got poetry in there. We've got we've got um, Ruth Driscoll is is it one of our book sisters. Um think she was in book one or book two. She's doing some work, but she's also putting word to it. So we've got some people uh, that are doing spoken word. We've got some people doing written. We've got some people doing voiceovers. It's all mine. My element of it is about getting comfortable being uncomfortable. And recently I put myself heights has always been an issue for me. And I filmed myself doing um, 
like a jump from height. And I also film myself doing real big challenges at height. And the and I and mine is all about helping people to understand what was going on for me while I was doing that to show that regardless of what unshakable self-belief I have, there's still certain things that challenge yeah. me. So I've taught and mine is all about talking through because there's a video of me literally shaking at the end saying mm -hmm. I've done it. I've it was one of the biggest challenges ever, but I've done it. This is what came up for me. So it's all about the the reader getting something from each element. The journey. The yeah, journey. Exactly so, that. Yep. Yep. Exactly that. Mm. Okay. Well, I I actually love the idea of different media, different things. Are there people who do a mixed media? So like a bit of words, a bit of joy, a yep. bit of that in there, the yep. whole thing, or that everyone chooses one? No, no, no. What I've said is because they're smaller bits. So if, if anyone's writing a word chapter, it's a thousand words. That's a point of the thousand or no more than what would what I've said is if you want to do a chapter and then want a video attached to it, you just do the video. It goes onto YouTube. I do all of that. And we attach a QR code so you can have a written chapter, but also have a video linked to it. But some people are doing three or four different pieces in different parts of the book. So, right, okay. Yeah, it's all about it's all about self. The book is about readers. There might be elements on self-care, self-love. At the moment, I'm piecing it all together to see what elements we need more from. And then I'll say to the authors, right, I need this. If anyone can create this video on this topic, amazing. And we're at that stage at the moment. So very exciting. So do you have a like a sort of aim of when you want it done by and stuff, a target or so is it just when it's ready? I it's, for me, it's all about divine timing and when it's when it's ready is when it will go out rather than putting a set deadline on it. I mean, I've published loads of books, so it's normally a set deadline. With this, it feels right that we get the content exactly as we want it to be. I believe it will go out probably September, October. Okay. Based on where we are now and what we're doing without the, without putting people under, you know, if you put people under too much pressure, their creative juices may not flow as well as they would be if they're yeah. able to just be. So I believe that by taking that pressure off and saying, create it, if you can get a first draft to me to give me an idea where I'm going to put it in the book, that'd be great. So I know roughly what's there. And the thing you've said, I'm sorry, I don't like this. This is not good enough. Or, nope. or is it just whatever anyone nope. wants to say? The way I look at it as if, if something comes in and it may be not quite in alignment, I will literally just say, it's fantastic. Have you thought about looking at it like this from this perspective and give them the idea? And at the end of the day, as long as it's their creation, it's their words, and it is in alignment with what we're doing, I'm good with it. Obviously, I don't want to get arrested or anything like that. So I, <laughs> so I do have to, I do like my life. I do want to sort of make sure there's no nothing in there that's going to get me arrested. Other than that, I'm good to go with it. Okay, I love, I love the free flow. I love, yeah. I just love the idea of everyone coming together and say, mm. actually, I can use whatever media I like. Yep. And I actually can think of someone who might be well up for this. I, and I might just um, mention it to a friend of mine. 
yeah. who, um, she's an extraordinary artist and she literally does all this um, different, because she just does different stuff all the time. She does street theatre, she does pottery, she does drawing, she does collages. That she's like across the board, all media yep. artists. So you can't say she's one thing. And ages ago, it must be about 15, 16 years ago, she <laughs> created this really cool video, what I still watch and I love, is called Reform. And she pretended she played the role as an art therapist. And she said, um, I been an art therapist, and the idea was she people who've been in prison was mm-hmm. sent to her. Um, and so every, she created all these different characters for each Love part her. of her art. So for instance, the collage and everything shining, she had this elderly dressed well, not elderly, maybe 40, 50 woman dressed up in the kitchen going, well, I'm just like a magpie. Anything bright, anything shiny. I have to stick. And I, I got caught for stealing just because I couldn't resist the magpie. It was just so shiny. And then yeah. she's dressed up as a bloke going, well, um, I was done for GBH, and um, but um, uh, Rose taught me how to take my anger out on clay. And then all her pottery stuff mm. comes up. Or her people come up, and so like each yeah. character she's created to show a different part of her art. Love it! If yeah. you literally look up Rose Poppy Reform. Say what's her name, then Rose Poppy Reform. It's still on YouTube. Last time I looked. Okay, brilliant. And I, I, I just absolutely love it, and it's she was actually living in my family home at the time okay. so it's quite funny when I watch it I keep going oh that's our teapot <laughs> love it but yeah she she's all the different characters that mm. she has created it's just a really cool cool way of bringing everything together brilliant love it love it fantastic all right, darling, we've been talking for over an hour. <laughs> of course we have. Of course we have. I am absolutely sweltering in this car. I, I need bet. to get out of the car. <laughs> and I can't even try to open the door, but it's quite noisy with traffic. So I right. keep on opening it, closing it, opening it, closing it. <laughs> um, any last words that you want to send us off with? I would say to anybody listening, be you, be completely unapologetically who you are. You, There is no need for any, any conforming, be a misfit and, and embrace it and love it and be proud of it. You know, there is no box. So that's it. There is no box. Be you. Perfect. I love it. I'm not even going to add anything. Be, be you, no box. Absolutely. Nothing else to say. <laughs> Thank you so much, Lisa, for your time. I really appreciate it. No, oh, I've loved it. And it's so good to see you. And you. We should catch up more re- sooner than, what is Absolutely. it, three years? It's got to be. It's got to be, if not more. It's before my accident. And my yes. accident's two years in November. So It's got to be more because I've been here two and a half. It's probably, it's probably at the event, I'd say it's probably four years. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, where does time go? 
exactly exactly and it's so good to speak to you and i'm so pleased that we've done this no me too it's been lovely take care take care darling bye